welcome to this week's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and Incandescent TV. You are going to love today's guest. Carrie Carbonero is the author of The Money Queen's Guide for Women Who Want to Build Wealth and Banish Fear. She is an award-winning certified financial planner professional with more than 25 years of experience. She is also a tireless advocate for women in the financial industry and is passionate about increasing financial literacy and empowering women to overcome any financial challenge they face. I think that's fantastic. We appreciate you. <laughs> and now I'm going to kick it over to Rita for the interview. Thank you so much, Hope. Welcome, Carrie. We are so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor to be here. So I guess the first thing for us to talk about is we know that you're an award-winning author, CFP board ambassador, Investopedia top financial advisor, but but tell us about your career and how you sure. became a CFP pro. Sure, sure. So I started out, you know, out right out of college in um, banking, actually. Um, my dad was a banker and I went, my first job was right for JP Morgan Chase. I was in the management training program and I did, I worked in the banking industry for uh, the early part of my career with one-on-one -on -one with clients. That's how I learned that I'm really good with clients. And then I pivoted to where I got my master's at night and then I pivoted to marketing and I stayed within bank, the banking world and I worked for Citibank. Citibank and JP Morgan Chase in the marketing divisions. And then I got a job for Lord Abbott Mutual Funds. And I was head of marketing for Lord Abbott Mutual Funds at a very young age. And that was fantastic, except that uh, I wound up relocating. I married, well, I always say I married Mr. Wrong. And I wound up in Central Florida. So I went from Manhattan to Central Florida. And it was right during 9-11 times. So it was, you know, we were in the middle of a massive uh, recession. And first I halved my salary, then I quartered my salary. And then I said, I'm not getting out of bed in the morning for this. It's just not worth it. And I said, I think I'm going to dust my CFP off the shelf. And maybe I'll just start taking clients and see what, see what happens. So here I was, you know, 2002, starting my practice from scratch in the middle of nowhere, with a terribly, you know, abusive, terrible husband. So it's kind of ironic how I wound up being successful in this environment. And I, you know, I did one client at a time and just loved what I did. And I started teaching the CFP and I loved doing that. That was really fun because it, you know, got me out of the house and I traveled all over the United States teaching the CFP. Um, and that's kind of how my genesis of my career being a financial advisor was. And in the beginning, I kept thinking, I'm just going to get a job once this recession is over and I'm not going to be a financial planner anymore. And I just never got out of being a financial planner. I just was good at it. And I just kept get, taking clients. And then next thing I knew, I was a top rated financial advisor. And I'm like, how did I get here? So that's how it happened. <laughs> Wow. And I know you told me to ask you, why did you quit a 500K job twice? Oh, yes. So this is this is a fun story. So when I was at Ward Abbott Mutual Funds, which I was just telling you about, where I was making $500,000 at age 30, which is crazy amount of money. And also, you know, that was 
early 2000s. So it was a really long time ago. So inflation adjusted, I'm sure it was a lot more. But I wound up quitting that job when I relocated to Florida. And that was, you know, one of the mistakes of my life. However, I think to myself, I wasn't really impacting anybody in that role. I wasn't changing the world. I wasn't helping people. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing in this world. I was just making a lot of money. <laughs> and I was making a lot of money for the for the, for the for the mutual fund. So I always felt like, you know, I needed to do something more impactful. So fast forward to the second time I quit a half a million dollar a year job was when, I, when my company was bought by Goldman Sachs. So I was a partner at United Capital and it was bought by Goldman Sachs. And that was pretty much a death sentence for me. I don't know how many people know this story, but you know, I wasn't allowed to speak or write or go on TV or go on social media or have a voice or have a platform or do anything that I had done my entire career. And I had spent my entire career helping women and being a female advocate. And I thought truly that you know, they have a bad reputation with women. Let I think they can use me. We can make this a win-win, except they didn't see it that way. Um, actually, they told me I was never going to do anything and that I just needed to sit there and babysit my clients. And so it was the most terribly depressing period of my life. It was almost as if I was married to my horrible ex-husband because I just, it was so depressing. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I was so incredibly depressed. I had to go see a new therapist to try to say, how did I go from being the top advisor in the country to being like an ant on the bottom of my shoe? And I don't know, like nothing changed other than the environment. And I literally could not believe what had just happened to me. And so I tried to buy my business back. They reneged. It's such a big, long story, but I wound up having to quit and run at my non-compete and start all over again. And I did it again. So here I here I just did it. I quit. I ran out my non-compete and I'm back to where I was before. But it was a major leap of faith because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back to where I was. I didn't know if all my clients would come. I didn't know if I was getting sued. It was um, incredibly harrowing. But here I am on the other side and I'm talking about it now. And you are resilient and we do not want your voice to be silent. So <laughs> I know you mentioned it a little bit. Um, you are passionate about helping women not just become financially literate, but financially confident, financially empowered. Um, why is your passion women? Why specifically women? There's a book called The One Thing, and it's the theme of your life. And when you find out what the theme of your life is, that's what has been happening either throughout your life. Some people don't, might not even know what their one thing is or what the theme of their life is. But for me, it's always been women. It's always been helping women. So from the time I was young and I was in Girl Scouts and I was you know, um, trying to get a safe place for women from the time I was in elementary school up until the time I was in high school, up until the time I was in college and I, I founded a sorority for women, um, a national sorority so I can have them feel safe and a home and whatever, um, a home away from home. Then when I got out of college and I started to help in finance, I was like, wait a minute, there's a hole here. Women are not getting this financial advice. Women are not getting treated the same way that men are. Women are not talking about financial literacy or stock market or 
their 401ks, you know, they talk about everything else, but they're not talking about financial literacy stuff. It's just not something, it's like an, a missing uh, stigma or hole or whatever you want to call it. It's just not something that we do. And I want to change that. I And I feel like I was put on this planet to help women understand money because I can make it relatable. I can make it fun. I can make it interesting. I can make it so that nobody feels um, uncomfortable with the questions that they, that they have. And they shouldn't because you know what? It's not rocket science. Every woman can do this, but I think that the industry has so much, you know, jargon and stigma against, you know, women, somebody else is going to take care of this for you. Don't worry your pretty little head that, you know, it's just not something that women put in the forefront. You know, they don't think about financial planning and planning their financial futures like they should. They think about planning a wedding and planning a vacation and planning a party. So they're great planners. They just don't think about this. No, I love it. It's so true. Women are good planners. They just don't necessarily think about this. And, and I'll never forget this story. So my dad was sick for a long time. As you know, my dad had Parkinson's disease. My mom actually told me that she had to stop going to bereavement because she would be double depressed. She'd be depressed because she lost my dad and she'd be depressed because there were women there that had to sell their house because oh. they didn't have money to sustain. And one of the participants told me, she's like, you know what, had I known that term life insurance was so cheap, I would have told my husband to get more. I don't want to act ungrateful when he passed away, I did receive $200,000. I missed my husband so much, but I was a stay-at-home mom for four years. $200,000 does not go far. Man, that really stuck with me. You know what I mean? It's like women are great planners. It's just they may not be conditioned or empowered to plan their finances. So what advice would you give to women starting in the financial advice business? Okay, so such a great question. We talk about this all the time. Unfortunately, we can we are just about getting women in right now as we speak. You know, it's an 80-20 in our industry, 20% female, 80% man, uh, male. And so obviously we are underrepresented in the profession. Um, it is growing slightly, um, but the, also our other issue is not only do we have to get them in, we have to get them in and we have to get them to stay in, which is another incredibly huge challenge. I definitely do not have all the answers. As you know, uh, Rita, we have a, a mastermind group that we put together to try to actually solve this for the industry. And there's some great, incredible women like Rita and myself trying to solve this issue together uh, collectively. Um, because we're, we're powerful when we're together and hopefully we're going to be able to meet these women where they are and be able to support them along the way to keep them within the industry. And I, and believe me, I don't have the answers. I'm, I I'm working on it. <laughs> no, it's for all of us last week to an audience of aspiring financial planners via zoom. I said, we need you. We need all of you. Yes, I'm passionate about everyone having access to competent financial advice, but I can't do it alone. Like I need you. The profession needs you. They started yes. messaging me. They're like, thank you so much. I feel needed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted. So Carrie, where can people um, learn more about you? So this is the time for you to share social media handles, websites, Stores. books. I'm so easy. I'm so easy to find. Well, first of all, I'm the only Carrie Carbonaro on the planet. 
So it's very, it's a very easy name to find. And on Facebook, um, at Carrie Carbonaro, at Twitter, at Carrie Carbonaro, at Instagram, at Carrie Carbonaro, at LinkedIn, at Carrie Carbonaro. My website is CarrieCarbonaro.com. My book behind me is uh, The Money Queen's Guide for Women Who Want to Build Wealth and Banish Fear. You can get it from Amazon or, or Barnes and Noble or wherever books are sold. <laughs> so, and I have a second book coming out, but I don't have a title yet. And I don't know when it's coming out yet, but it's already finished and written. And it's better than the first one, I think. Well, awesome. Well, well, we have to bring you back for that. Back to you, Hope. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Carrie. Wow, that is such an amazing story. Way to go and way to stand up for yourself and other women. We thank you. Thank so, you. Yeah, I, I still feel like I can never do enough. We all feel that way. <laughs> but we're appreciative of what we have done and what's coming is always exciting. So Rita, thank you so much for this beautiful episode. And to our viewers and listeners, you are watching, listening to Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro with amazing Carrie and her fabulous book. Go check it out. The Money Queen's Guide. How fabulous. Who doesn't want to be a money queen? Exactly. Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and Incandescent TV. We will talk to you again next week. Stay well, everyone. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our incandescent radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at karakeen.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Leal, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you. No more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, Zenit. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of voicesforchange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at voicesforchange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women by women about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. 
Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv and you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com where you can see what we can do for you. These podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibbs.com. Here is to your incredible, indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.